0: episode we're on, episode, I guess, three or four? Uh, five. So question, uh, five. Okay. Questionable podcast. Uh,
1: well, we ask each other questionable questions and have questionable answers.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so, Chris, let me ask you a quick question before we kick this off. Uh, have you ever just kind of gone down a rabbit hole and kind of reminisce on the past, on the good old days?
1: I do. I do. Sometimes I think about some past mistakes that I've made and it just leads me down a dark line of thinking but you know growing up the way I did or when I did uh, most of those mistakes happened in the 90s which is what we'll be talking about today. Um, like like yourself I, I'm a child I'm, I, I grew up mostly in the 90s and uh, I think we have a lot to talk about when it comes to that particular era.
0: Yeah we may have to Talk about your your uh, past mistakes in the next podcast. <laughs> I'm kind of yeah, interested on that. Uh, uh, all right, so everyone, what Chris and I decided to do was basically reminisce on the good old days in 90s. Uh, I think you've Different seen over times. the last couple of years, you've seen uh, this kind of resurgence of 90s nostalgia, uh, 80s and 90s. Uh, and as Chris said, both of us are basically products, you know, children of the 90s. We thought we would kind of list out like our top. Five things. Each of our top five things of the '90s. Things that make us uh, very fond and uh, you know, kind of proud of the '90s or the era that we grew up in. Uh, quick question for you, Chris, before we kick it off. Do you think? Do you think we will have any matches on your list or my list?
1: <laughs> uh, knowing yourself and myself, Jared, I, I would venture to say no. Um, maybe there might be. One, but looking at my list now, I'd say there's a very low probability of that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I would probably say the
0: same for myself. All right, so <laughs> so we what we did was we we kind of ranked our our top five moments or top five um, you know items from the 90s. And so I will kick it off. Uh, and so number right number five for me uh, of the 90s, i I'll think about to the 90s. Uh, number five on my list uh, is dial-up internet.
1: Dial-up uh, internet. How yeah, can I know. You I, dial-up internet.
0: I know. When you look so, back on it, I, it's it
1: definitely, it the, definitely a sound when you're connecting to the internet. Yeah, I know,
0: and that's it. That's the fond memory for like me. I remember growing up, and you know, you know, for the kids these days, you know, they don't know anything about dial-up internet. But uh, in my house, so when we had dial-up, you know, if you're on the internet, no one can make a phone call. No <laughs> one, you know. Right. Everything was tied up. And right. so I just I just remember like my mom yelling at me like Jared, you know, get off the internet. I'm trying to make a car, right? Or you know, it's taking it takes like, you know, twenty minutes just to download a one megabyte song and you know you're watching the little <laughs> status bar of like 95, 96, 97%. And then for right. whatever strange reason it goes back down to uh, yeah. 90 percent. so
1: I remember I remember when I would, you know, start a video clip downloading that was maybe 14 seconds long and leave the house for a couple hours and then come back and hopefully that 14 second clip had <laughs> yeah we're not a scenario it turns out to be a, a completely different clip uh, from what you had expected in the first place yeah that absolutely. was that was a real thing
0: absolutely and then of course you know with dial-up internet you know we had uh i remember we got those uh, aol discs in the mail uh <laughs> yeah. and that's, that's how we got and that's how we got aol and that's how i got my uh I got my AOL instant messenger chat rooms. That chat room just kind of exploded for me. I think when I was in like the maybe fifth, sixth grade timeframe. Uh, you know, my, I remember my AIM. My uh, AIM uh, username was Hot Chocolate eighty seven. Hot Chocolate uh, eighty seven.
1: Yeah. Hot eighty seven. Well, you just yeah. stayed here with eighty seven. Yeah, I also, know. yeah. you right. were really delving into, you know, the, your, your ethnic background back then. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know exactly. I hey, listen, those. There were some very interesting chat rooms back in the day, uh, which I won't get, <laughs> I, I won't get into. Uh,
1: yeah, can you, can you tell one of them? I'm sure, you know, dark chocolate would be very popular on the internet.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. There's just, all, there's just all these chat rooms based on your geography, your age. Uh, uh, maybe that's for the next podcast on our, on our past mistakes. So, yeah, anyway. Yeah,
1: that might be a little more hinted. Yeah, yeah. So, right, so that's something that you actually Jared. Wait, say that Jared? again. So Jared, this is this is something that you actually missed. You're getting nostalgic about.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Huh? Why is that? I mean, it seems like a major inconvenience, if anything.
0: Uh, I don't know. I just, you know, I think like the internet was such a, something that was so new for me growing up, um, and you know, just you know, that was kind of the advent of like the chat rooms, and I would play like card games online. Uh, just kind of a whole host of new information. I remember when I was in the fifth grade and we had to do a research project and, uh, just go on, like, instead of going to the library, like you're going these kind of horribly, you know, creative websites <laughs> yeah. to find with, information, uh, you know, back the then. Next
1: text on purple background. Right.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> on so <Geocities>.
1: I, <laughs> yeah.
0: And so actually I remember, uh, I remember I was in the fifth grade, I was in the fourth or fifth grade and I was doing a research assignment on some president and so, naturally, you want to go to the White House website to find out about uh, whatever president I was researching. And so, I guess some really smart guy decided to kind of buy the domain of whitehouse.com. I didn't realize <laughs> that the government website was whitehouse.gov. And so, you know, <laughs> I'm in this library, you know, in the computer classroom. I go to whitehouse.com. And to my surprise, that was a full-on uh, pornography website. <laughs> and so, I remember, like, my I got I got my teacher, like, thought I was doing this on purpose. I had no idea. I, I, it was a <laughs> mistake. But, uh, yeah. Were so, you doing uh, Dark
1: Chocolate 87? You're going <laughs> to WhiteHouse.com. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I don't know. Anyway, so that's that's something for me. So what what about your number five?
1: All right, number five for me. Uh, maybe you don't remember this at all, but do you remember Jenko jeans or the Sean John's fashion line? Yes.
0: You know, I I, th- I thought about putting that on my list. <laughs> I, oh, there is more. Thought it. I thought about. It. I, they didn't quite make my top five, but yes, I do remember those.
1: Yeah, Jenco jeans, man. I think those are what popularized the jean shorts, or what kids today call it shorts. Shorts. But these, yeah. yeah, these were kind of fashionable. You know, they were. They provided you the, the the regality of denim, but also the the breeze that shorts allow. And I thought it was just a great marriage of those two wonderful, wonderful attributes. And there was a point in time, possibly, you know, in middle school or so, when Sean Johns were all the rage, Jingle jeans were all the rage. But for some reason, every kid would always, like, you know, wear them to approximately the halfway point of their buttocks. They would yes. always be at the waist. You know, they, what kids call today sagging. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess we call them Call it sagging back then as well. So it'd be part of the course to actually see a bunch of men's underwear or you know boxers or whatever they're wearing uh, back then when they were wearing the, the jenka jeans because uh, sagging was was in and no matter what your parents or your teachers yelled at you, kids would still keep sagging them. They would pull them up, you know, when when yeah. the, the, the parents were nearby, but then they pull them back down uh, uh, just so they can make a statement. I didn't really understand it, um, but I did it. Um, and it was uh, it's, it's really it really is a weird phenomenon that I, 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 I still don't understand to this day. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I know. I remember uh, I think my school, the schools that I went to, I think they at one point they banned uh, those jeans uh, yeah. uh, just because like, they were too baggy. <laughs> I think people would try to hide stuff in them. Right, uh, right. You know, unfortunately, I think this was kind of like you're kind of coming out of the whole like uh, uh, like Columbine school shooting. And I, I think they had like so people like people like worry about like people like hiding guns and weapons in those kind of baggy pants. Like sure, I remember. Sure. Uh,
1: I remember uh, cards, right?
0: Yeah. So. All right. Interesting. I, I almost I almost had that item on my list.
1: All right. Oh, but man. ultimately. And more like than we thought, Jared.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of scary. Um, <laughs> so my, my next item uh, is something that I grew up with pretty much from the time I was born. Uh, my brother watched it. I watched it. My sister watched it. It consumed up my life for probably longer than I, what I should admit. Uh, and that is WWF uh, wrestling.
1: Oh, okay. You know, we're, 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 we're aligning pretty well here. I, I didn't have that on my list, but I didn't think about that one. Yeah. I.
0: I, I am a I am a child a product of WWF not WWE what it's called today but WWF.
1: Oh, sure. If, uh, if we're to go for sponsorships here we should probably call it its modern name. <laughs>
0: okay, yes, the World Wrestling Entertainment. Yes.
1: Chairman Vince will not. Yeah, Chairman Vince McMahon, is, not, yeah, uh, Chairman Vince McMahon. <laughs> not acknowledge us with that. Yeah. <laughs> no. What was it about? The- Oh, yeah, the World Wrestling um, Federation um, yeah. that appealed to you in the
0: nineties. To me, it was all about the characters. Uh, I, what I what I loved about wrestling back in the day uh, is that the the, the wrestlers are these extreme and just outrageous characters. Like the Undertaker, you know, he's like a Grim Reaper. You know, yeah. he'll bury people. You know, yeah, the Ultimate Warrior, do the Clown, uh, Hulk Hogan. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I think like, of Undertaker, you know, he went. Uh, the nineties was an interesting time because he had this whole persona of, you know, this guy in, in, from the graveyard or some mystical arts about him. And then I think in the early two thousands he kinda the the actual actor, he kinda went into his real life persona of this American badass and became yeah, this like I Hell's think, Angel biker yeah, dude. Biker. I don't, yeah, uh, I don't I don't
0: acknowledge I don't acknowledge that Undertaker. <laughs> I, I i skipped that those few years that he did that
1: um you remember, okay so do you remember who kane is
0: yeah yeah i remember kane
1: kane um was introduced as undertaker's brother also you know some type of hell spawn or something yeah and i remember that one of their first matches uh the The lights of the stadium turned out, and they were just they just started shooting lightning bolts at each other, and <laughs> the, now that was just pure '90s cheese. That was just W W F, you know, cornball storylines incarnate. And it really makes you think: why weren't they just shooting lightning bolts at everybody in every one of their matches? <laughs>
0: and and that that was the genius of yeah. and the, I don't know the craziness of the W W F. But yeah, I I, I love wrestling uh you know even now and then when i'm turning the channel maybe i'll stop on it but most of the wrestlers that i see today i don't even recognize yeah. uh and so like yeah, but, yeah but, but wrestling for me back in the day like that that was that was my childhood
1: yeah the rock is, has yeah. is one of the few who, who escaped the the curse and uh, he's doing big today yeah. uh stone cold steve austin another big name back then uh yeah. I don't know what he's up to but you know yeah. that definitely definitely good picture. yeah all right what about you all right number four for myself uh um maybe maybe this this won't resonate with you so much but spiky hair and the frosted tips to go along with it um wait, so this was big. right why wouldn't that resonate with me <laughs> I, I don't know I'm all right that's a good one jared um but this was really prevalent in the 90s and pretty much stayed in the 90s. It wasn't really in any other decade besides uh, this was pretty popular not just in uh, the Asian American culture, but also within the boy bands of the time. Uh, so, um, NSYNC and uh, uh, what, what's the one? it uh, uh, definitely had a few dudes who were rocking the positives. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the, you know, this was a thing. I I had I definitely had spiky hair when I was you know um, in middle school or high school, and you know, um, suffice to say, like frosty tips did did were explored a little bit. Um, now that I look back, it was, it was uh, kind of embarrassing, but um, you know, that's something that I look back on very fondly. It definitely got a lot of comments from the right people. If you get my drift. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: yeah, I, I have nothing to add to that. I've <laughs> had I've had the exact same haircut since I was three years old, uh, and so I, I don't I don't venture I don't venture too far off my my natural haircut. Yeah, uh, but I no, but I, I I definitely remember those spiky haircuts. I, mean, I had a lot of friends, you know, who did that kind of stuff, and so uh, yeah, I, I I it was not on my list, but I, I definitely acknowledge it for sure.
1: Uh, you there, Chris? Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe we can bring that back before uh, the summer's over. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yep. Starts when you start your job. Uh-huh. Maybe, hey, can you hear me? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. So I'm. I'm gonna move on to my my number three list. Again, i I'm, I'm, This is something that was a huge inconvenience, but it's part of my childhood, uh, and that is a uh, blockbuster. Um. So my family. Uh-huh. Yeah. My family, like mm-hmm. every 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 yeah every Friday night, we would go to Blockbuster. You know, we have to. Uh, we only had like one TV, one VCR, so you know, we all had to try to fight it out on who gets to watch which movie for that weekend, whatever. I don't, you know, I want to sound like, uh, you know, like some old grumpy guy. You know, like I'm yelling at these kids today, like oh, you know, back yeah. in the day, whatever. But. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like like the kids these days, you know, they have these Netflix and uh, Hulus and YouTube uh, and stuff. And, you well, know, um, like, you know, I just I can't imagine like if I was growing up today, like my brother, he would go in his room and watch whatever he wants. And I would go in my room, and watch whatever I want to watch. My sister would go in her room, and watch whatever she wants to watch. But, you know, back just in the day, yeah. yeah, back in the day, you know, we all had to rent that movie. You know, we had, I think I think it was like three, maybe five days to rent the movie. And if you didn't get it back on time, they would charge you this. Insanely right. huge, late fee, right? Yeah. Or they would charge you a fee if you didn't rewind it back. No wonder why. <laughs> no wonder why they're out of business right now. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but for me though, Block Blockbuster was huge. Uh, it's a shame that it's gone. I, I wish, you know, I wish there sh- there should be some type of family video store. I don't. Know, maybe there are still. Maybe they're still around. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, DVDs or Blu-rays nowadays. Yeah. But uh, you know, I I I gotta agree with you that that feeling of you know, getting psyched to get in the car and, you know, go with your family to really just um, decide on what your entertainment is going to be that night. Um, it really is uh, an experience that can't be replicated today, uh, like you said. And although inconvenient, I think it really kind of brought people together, um, you know, when, when we were younger. So it's definitely a missed experience.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, what about you, man? Number
1: three. Uh, kind of had to consolidate a couple things, but... Just general knickknacks that um, aren't necessarily popular today, but you know, it's kind of, um, we were a little forced to, to play with these things. But I, I remember um, not only yo-yos, uh, if you remember yo-yos, but also hogs in, in, in the same vein. Um, a specific memory for me regarding the, the yo-yos is fourth grade uh they were they were all the rage you know every kid uh, at school had yo-yos were doing tricks walk the dog sleep the sleep sleeping the the string or or, or whatever it was rock the cradle rock rock the cradle Um, yeah that's what it was rock the cradle yeah uh and there were a couple other ones and i think this might have kick-started with this weird widespread disease i guess you could call it where at every elementary school across the nation they would Bring in these yo-yo champions to do tricks. Yes, and that's like kind of, that's what kind of kick-started a lot of the enthusiasm with the kids. Um, so I remember I went out, got a yo-yo maybe for Christmas or for my birthday or something like that, and it was a red fireball yo-yo. Do you remember the fireballs? They were you like neon red, pretty much. Um, it was like a brand new brand of yo-yo, not your not your grandma's yo-yo. It wasn't like wooden, you know, built by like little elves type of yo-yo. It was like a full-on plastic, you know, high-grade premium yo-yo. No, um, I don't know anything about that. Well, <laughs> well, look it up, because <laughs> the fireball yo-yos uh, were were just represented the whole resurgence of yo-yos back in the day. Um, and, you know, kids each other to, to trick battles on, on, on the playground, and it was just a wild time overall.
0: Alright, yeah, I definitely def remember yo-yos. I I was horrible at it. I, I tried it, and I can never really master uh, the skill of yo-yoing, but I remember those and the Pogs, absolutely. <laughs> that, I mean, I, I, yeah, people went crazy for that uh, in, in my school. And so, yeah, you, you can't have the 90s unless you talk about the yo-yos. I mean, yeah, that's just something that – it's just quintessential
1: 90s. Yeah. Uh, and do you remember uh, your, Pogs? Uh, we we might have been on the tail end of Pogs, but do you know what a Pog is, Jared? I remember
0: them. I, I didn't play that. I, I didn't do Pogs.
1: Right. Pogs are, are for those who are unaware or might be on the younger side of our demographic, uh, Pogs are little circular cardboard coins in which you would stack on top of each other. And then you would take a larger plastic coin called a slammer, and then you would Throw the slammer down onto the the, the cardboard co- uh, pogs, and if you were able to knock them over, you'd own them. So they're kind of like marbles uh, in a way, where you know you kind of gamble or, or put up some of your pogs and challenge your friends. And if you won you would you would take a, a lion's share of the pogs. You know, again, maybe some kids don't know how marbles work nowadays either. But um, it it's a uh, it, it was a it was a good good time. I I I, I did. Into it too much. I think it kind of time we were growing up, though.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, you know, it's, I, I honestly, like, I don't, I, I, don't have like any younger brothers or any, like younger nieces or nephews yet. So, but I honestly, I don't know. Like, what do kids play with today? Like, is everything just on the iPhone and on the Xbox and PlayStation? Do they have physical toys now? Cause like Toys R Us is gone. Uh, <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just feel like when I was growing up, we played, we played outside. Again, I'm sound like an old man now. We played outside. I remember my brother and I, we had a trampoline growing up. We had, you know, the the skip it thing, the little thing you put around your ankles and you like hop over it and it counts sometimes and you skipped it. Right. I I don't know. I, I I don't see kids. Like I'm, I'm going to say my parents right now and I'm walking the dogs in the neighborhood. Like I don't, I don't ever see any kids playing outside doing these things. So I have no idea what they're doing these days, but.
1: I think all in all, you know, parents are, are on high alert nowadays. And just the, the thought of a child walking around outside by themselves is a little too terrifying. Who knows if they could be a part of a gang or, you know, yeah. if they're up to no good.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's a great point. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to move on to my number two thing. Um, if, so going back to the original question I asked you was if we had anything on our list, I said, this, this, my next one might be the one that you might have,
1: uh, and for me, that sure. was the Oregon Trail, Yukon Trail games. <laughs> right. I, I the Oregon Trail is something I, I played on the old computers at school, yeah. and it would just make the kids just tear you know tear their hair out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> dysentery I, was a major issue back then. Apparently. Yeah, I know. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying like I I love the Oregon Trail. I love there was another game called Yukon Trail, which wasn't as popular, but I probably played that even more than the Oregon Trail. But I played those on like my, my parents' mm-hmm. computer at the house. I played them at the school. You know, the game was loaded on the computer at school. I What I loved about those games, is looking back on it, like, it wasn't just a game. Like, that game, like, teaches you so many lessons, like, how to budget, you know, yeah, how yeah. to plan, forecast. It taught me about <laughs> death, you know, like, you know, ty- typhoid, you know, dysentery, yeah. you know, all these ailments. Uh, I don't know. So I, I just love the Oregon Trail, Yukon Trail games. Uh, I think I think they're actually still around. Like you know, on like an iPhone or iPad app. I haven't played them, but I would I would give anything to play those games again uh, on like a regular PC, like the, the original versions. I I yeah. I, I, grew up, I grew up playing those games.
1: Yeah, it's a great business idea. Maybe a modern revitalization of the Oregon Trail IP. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I think Oregon Trail. I, I just remember being incredibly frustrated with it because. Each, ch- each each student was only allowed uh, an approximate like 10, 15 minutes of time with each computer. And that was not nearly enough to kind of correct your frustrations and mistakes from uh, one round of Oregon Trail. And if yeah. you screwed that up, you know, it, 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 you, you have to wait so long to do it over again. Right. Um, yeah, and whenever someone got dysentery, you know, you just want to punch the computer. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> Exactly. All right, man. So what about you? You're number two. Number
1: two. All right. For me, um, I'd say skateboarding was a thing in the 90s uh-huh. that just yeah. never, never really. Uh, I mean, some people still skateboard today. Um, but, you know, I think skateboarding culture was such a big thing in the 90s. You know, it it got a lot of uh, publicity in the news, not necessarily positive publicity, but um, they, they, they would even go so far. In restaurants, did not allow any skateboards uh, in, in in the in the restaurant. Um, if, if you remember that, um, but yeah, I think just the overall culture of it was really awesome. Where you know people were kids were were kind of thinking for themselves and thinking how how can we be best best rebel. Uh, against our parents, it was a big part of that. But also, kind of the fast way. When I was a kid I definitely you know, gave my, my shot at you know practicing ollies and, and kickflip and all that. Um, even grinds on some of these. Uh, and and uh, you know, I definitely wouldn't pick up a skateboard nowadays because you know the, the injuries hurt a lot more nowadays uh, with, yeah. with our old little bones. Um, but that that's something that I, I definitely miss is that the sense of freedom um, of just skating around town either. You know, in the middle of the day or even like at night, uh, it's just a very liberating feeling.
0: Yeah, I I never skateboarded. The closest I got to skateboarding was the Tony Hawk Pro Skater video games on PlayStation, <laughs> which I love. I, I was I was great at that game. But skateboarding yeah. r- skateboarding real life, I think I tried maybe once or twice, but I could I I can never get it. But I I definitely do remember skateboards are huge. Uh, I remember uh, what I did do. I didn't do skateboarding, but I did rollerblading. Um, okay not, not, not with not like the, not, not the skate but like rollerblade was just kind of like you know one line of, of wheels or, whatever yeah and so I, I remember I did that for a while um and yeah. I think I think if it wasn't the 90s it was definitely early 2000s where I had these god-awful shoes that had wheels on the bottom of them and like you could like your shoes turn into skateboards like your shoes turning into wheel uh, rollerblades uh, and so I was I was really big into that you know back in the day for sure.
1: Uh, yeah, and, I, and speaking of Tony Hawk, it really introduced a whole new uh, plethora of like amazing music. Like the punk rock scene was something yeah. that I wasn't really exposed to, and just, just again really kind of put really uh, contributed to the whole vibe of the '90s. I felt.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right, and so, number one, so, take it away. So for
0: my number one, uh, to me, this is quintessential '90s. You can't. For me, at least, you can't talk about the 90s without without talking about this, uh, and that is Nickelodeon. Uh, Nickelodeon was like my go to. I mean, it was my cartoon Uh shows with like, you know, Rugrats, Doug, you know, Ren and Stimpy, which is a a very highly inappropriate show for kids now that (laughs) that I think about it. Uh, Like the game shows I wanted to be on, um, like, uh, what were some of them, like, like Double Dare? Uh, guts. I think the one that I always wanted to be on was a show called Legends of the Hidden Temple, uh, where you're like kind of running <laughs> is that around. The,
1: the ob- what, what's that? Is, that? is that the obstacle course? Uh, yeah. The kids like to jump around.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's obstacle course for sure. Uh, and so, and then even like SNICK, where like they had kind of like their version of like Saturday Night Live with uh, like all that, and then Keenan and Kel. Keenan who's actually on Saturday Night Live right now. Uh, and right, so I. Like, yeah. I mean, like I wasn't much of a um, like a Disney Channel fan growing up. Uh, for me, I was Nickelodeon. That was my go-to. Uh, that's where I think even at nighttime, I can't remember. I think they called it Nick at Night. Uh, sure. They even had like they even had the old school shows. So I would watch shows from like the '60s and '70s and '80s, like Brady Bunch and uh, you know, like I don't know, like the Jeffersons or Full House, whatever. Like these are all on, on Nickelodeon nighttime. Uh, and so. I you know, I'm Was a schoolhouse prodig-
1: considered too adult for kids.
0: <laughs> no, but I mean, I think it definitely came on like in the early 80s or early 90s, and so at nighttime they would show that show. Okay. Uh, so I, I just, I know, I love Nickelodeon. I, I, I can't remember the last time I even watched it, but today, but but back in the yeah. day, those those cartoons were clutch. Uh, I feel yeah. sorry for I feel sorry for kids today because I, I don't know what they're watching these days, but I I'm willing to bet uh, I'm, I'm willing to bet their cartoons aren't anywhere near as good as a cartoon that we had growing up
1: yeah i feel like the 90s cartoons were they got away with a lot of the non-pc type of humor that was allowed back then oh yeah definitely yeah it's definitely become a lot more restricted but you know i i I remember ren and stimpy was just you know borderline (laughs) kind of creepy and kind of traumatizing (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) Yeah, Uh, good, good pick. Uh, I I I was more of a a Cartoon Network kid, Uh, uh, Dexter's Lab and and all those types of shows. Uh, But, you know, Nickelodeon was always like one click away uh, whenever Cartoon Network was on a commercial break. (laughs) Yeah. All right. My number one, and I realize how how, you might not even know what these are, but my number one pick from the 90s is AVGs. Jared, do you know what an AVG is? no not at all i don't i'm trying to think this this may be a little more uh specific specific to myself but an abg is an asian baby girl do you have any idea what that might be jared i'm gonna pass on guessing (laughs) all right so according to urban dictionary i'll just give you a synopsis yeah abg is an acronym for Asian baby girl, meaning an Asian female gangster, ABGs like to hang with gangsters and wear thin clothing. We like to jump other girls who talk shit and make out with their boyfriends 24/7. Uh, like to text frequently. Also, ha- normally have a ride or die homie, who's oh. someone who's always down for them or die trying. They're also known for dyeing their hair a lot. So this is kind of uh, uh, some some girls I knew who would typically hang you know the model scene or just you know, hang out around dragons. um it was a very you know they might even exist today uh but you know as, as far as i'm concerned i only remember those from the 90s and um of course they were they were amazing to look at um, and uh but but overall i'd say that it definitely represented kind of like a microcosm of you know not to get too much into this uh but microcosm of asian american counterculture in which we definitely wanted to have kind of our own thing right um and 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 as as kind of a minority we were always kind of struggling to find our voice and the abgs kind of represented a weird culmination of american culture and and eastern culture um and and that's why it's my number one obviously seems like a very superficial choice but no i i've
0: I've never heard of this before it's very fascinating (laughs) i'm 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 curious is there like any reference of ABGs in like, I don't know, movies or TV shows that I can like I'm try
1: to. You asked. I'm glad you asked, Jared. If you are at all uh, a fan of the Fast and Furious franchise, small MD franchise, uh, you're not. Uh, have you seen no. any of these films? No. No. Wow. <laughs> Talking to the wrong crowd. But, but,
0: but I'm, I'm familiar with kind of the movie and the kind of the setting.
1: Yeah. So a lot of times they'll have these uh, major competitions. And people are just showing off their cars and then there'll just be kind of you know scantily clad women walking around uh, you know showing up the cars. And most of the times uh, these women will be AVGs, especially in the third movie of the franchise, the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, uh, which takes place in Asia um, you know you'll you'll get your fair share of AVGs in that film as well. Okay so if you haven't checked it out, definitely check it out. Um, your will your eyes will at least be pleased. All right, all right. So maybe I will try to
0: suffer through and watch one of the Fast and Furious, which I, you know actually well, maybe, maybe I,
1: not not maybe not the ones with you know recently with the Rock because basically they're like superhuman soldiers at this point and have really nothing to do with the drag racing culture anymore.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Actually, I I was gonna say like I think maybe I I saw. An earlier one, I think, like uh, was Ja Rule, the rapper, was he in Fast and Furious?
1: Ja Rule and Little Bow Wow were both prominently featured in uh, the Fast and Furious franchise.
0: Okay, okay, yeah. So maybe I saw maybe I saw an earlier one. So
1: yeah, uh, and, okay. uh, sorry. And, and, and in addition, uh, the the series regulars include um, uh, Tyrese Gibson as well as Ludacris.
0: Y- yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: I. Right. I'm, I'm starting to remember this now. Yeah. Great series. Uh, we should definitely try to get sponsorship from Universal Studios. <laughs> yeah. And definitely. the Foundry franchise. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay. All right.
0: So. So that's that's our top five. But real quick. So I want to ask you one thing before we leave. Uh, uh, so now we we kind of look back and reminisce, or the last like you know something that happened like 20 years ago. If you had to make a bet on something that you're going to rem- rem- reminisce about 20, 30 years from now, by what's going on today, like, like what, what would it be? What what's your guess of like something that won't be around, you know, 20
1: or 30 years from now? Oh man. Uh, why don't you take that one first? That that's a hard one yeah, for me.
0: I, so I I think when I was, I was thinking about this, and I think the obvious answer, or the most apparent answer, is like, Driving, like, you know, well, back, you know, I can say, it, you know, when I talk to my kids, like, oh, yeah, when I grew up, we had to drive and cars didn't drive themselves. But I I think that's pretty obvious. But if I have to go with one more, I'm hoping the way we communicate changes. Like I can I can kind of see 20, 30 years from now um, that physical phones will be obsolete, that maybe we have a, a computer chip inside and I can call you, Chris, and we can kind of communicate just, I don't know, through internal. I'm doing some very sci-fi heavy shit going on right now. Yeah. Right. Or or maybe like um, maybe my AI, maybe AI artificial intelligence will get so far advanced that my AI will communicate your AI and kind of know what we want to talk about or what we want to do. And then it will make a decision for us and it will kind of report back to us. Hey, you know, meet Jared or meet Chris at this restaurant, whatever, right? So that way I actually don't have to talk to you, right? Our AIs talk to each other and they set everything yeah. up. They they confirm, you know, meeting times or you know, whatever. Uh, so that that would be my prediction that, you know, 20, 30 years from now, we would reminisce about how phones are were uh, you know, a thing of the past.
1: Interesting. Um you know, a lot of that same technology vein, I, I'd say I'm gonna you know, I don't know if this is gonna go away completely, but I noticed that it's definitely kind of propagating out is uh, pen and paper i feel like people are not utilizing pen and paper you know a- a- anymore they're, they're more or less on their phones or their tablets or their computers whenever they're taking notes or whenever they want to jot something down you know that that tactile feel is just something that really can't be simulated with you know all these technologies nowadays um and so, sooner or later i think you know arts like calligraphy or just even basic handwriting are going to go the way of the dodo, you know, and, uh, a kid's, uh, you know, words per minute on a keyboard is going to be so much more important than, you know, how fast they can write or how legibly they can write.
0: Yeah. That's a a square prediction.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that was, that was, uh, that was, that was episode four of the questionable podcast. So, Everyone who's, who's still tuning in, make sure to like and subscribe to our RSS feed and, and even share it with your friends.
0: We are, yeah, we are now on Google Podcasts, so you can listen to us on that. Uh, I think iTunes is on the way. I haven't gotten a confirmation email. Uh, and maybe we'll try to work on Spotify. So hopefully uh, we'll get this thing going and uh, do some more of these over the next uh, you know, few weeks and months. All right, sounds good. See you guys All next right. time. All right, see ya. All right.